0: God is a priest for the Israelites.
1: Say let's make a quick smite meet date. That if you meet anyone in your life who says that they're really excited about the potentiality that they can be a federal prosecutor, you're allowed to hit them twice
0: yeah that's so yeah, specific no, I, that. <laughs> my only friends who I know who are going to law school like one is just pretty transparently like well like I'd really like to be rich so I'd like to be a lawyer for a little while and then like do something else and like move to Italy which like honestly a more respectable reason than like really wanting to lock people up um, and the other one that like, currently works for the ACLU so they both get a pass I think
2: yeah I, I
1: suppose mm.
0: watch your
1: back <laughs> so
2: that's an official it's an official smite me warning to watch your back, Josh's friends.
0: <laughs> One wrong step. I, I don't I don't and trust it will people. It'll escalate from a smite me warning <laughs> to a smite me fatwa
1: Uh welcome to um, Smite Me, the Torah podcast where we go through the whole book and decide whether it's worth keeping or whether it's worth just chuck it into the dustbin of history where it's no longer needed. I'm joined by my co-host, comedian extraordinaire, John Alcabez. What's up, people? This week is You'll see. And I'm also joined by even more extraordinary uh
0: journalist, Josh Marcus. Howdy, everyone. Um thanks for thanks for staying tuned onto the extraordinariness rankings and you know just understanding who sits where it's always it's always important to start off like that
1: yeah and i'm the rather uh just ordinary producer and co-host of this show ayani hayashi should we say what we all
2: did this week that would have gotten us uh, smited right. by the lord
0: that's how we do this smote, show
2: smote by lord the lord
1: josh why um, don't you go
0: oh yeah i'm trying to think um oh i have a i have a tasty little secret that um only a very few select people know that I'll, i'm going to reveal to to Spite me nation smite me exclusive live on air right now um i don't want you guys sending you know barraging us with mail like you normally do about this yeah. um basically every time i go to the grocery store i'm not a vegetarian but i try not to eat meat too often like i like to only have it as like a special treat kind of thing or like you know maybe over the weekend like have like a really nice meal or you know cook this or grill this or whatever but like not like daily driver food when I can help it but like anytime I'm in a grocery store for like no matter how small the 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 shopping trip I'm going on I always have to stop at the hot counter where like all the food is orange and fried and just get like a little clamshell full of chicken nuggets like I just that's just my reward for going to the store no matter what um I find like grocery stores really exhausting and just like retail environments in general always leave me feeling sort of like deranged and dehydrated because i don't know, there's something like the light's always bad and the music is kind of weird and puts me to sleep and i don't know so i was just i'm really tired and just the chicken nuggets really helped me make it through but i always feel a little bit of guilt because you know it's just like no matter what you know like kind of any way you're getting your meat is probably bad and like ethically suspect but like the chickens who go into that is you know the, that's the worst possible who go in, who like you, to you, walk know, into the, the you know nuggetizer. those chickens like suffered to the max possible
1: I mean, suffering is the second best flavor uh, I also, right behind hunger. I, w- I don't right behind think salt. that. Form of suffering.
2: I don't think that. Do you think a chicken nugget chicken suffers more than a rotisserie chicken chicken?
0: Uh, Probably. Because I feel they like, like they the texture of a chicken nugget is like a little more artificial and bizarre. Uh, but I think they do that. chicken inside than just that... like rotisserie chicken. Like or definitely the McDonald's Nuggets chicken,
2: you're saying the the nuggets are the ones that, when they were doing factory farming were like already fucked up and mangled before they died.
0: I just feel like whatever they do to make it feel like you're biting into just like a weird pillow of chicken meat, <laughs> that just can't be good,
2: but you don't think that's something they do after. The I'm chicken very side. That's like
0: defend the chicken nugget industry. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, wow. Did a did a chicken nugget write this? Oh my god. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's the xanthine gum, my man. That's not. That's uh-huh. some other shit yeah, they're putting no, in I mean, after look, the chicken I, dies. Hey,
0: hey, I'll be the first one to say I don't know how they make chicken nuggets. All right, <laughs> you know, never made a chicken nugget myself. First time thinker, long time enjoyer of chicken nuggets.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's fair.
0: I will say one of, the, one of the guys on my soccer team in high school used to just refer to them as spider meat, and that's always really stuck <laughs> with me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. It's just like so viscerally true, even though it isn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't know if that's smiteable by God, but that's like, if I was God, I would smite myself for it, you know?
1: You can also just smite yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, if I was God, I would smite myself all the time. <laughs> Let's
1: be real. Just not on Zoom. You just not on Zoom.
0: Don't do
1: it on Zoom. So okay, so can we also agree that video calls are, we call them Tubin. We call it Tubin now, right?
2: Kind of... I wouldn't say we all agree.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree I think, that. I, mean, it's I pretty, think you agree. It's yeah. pretty awful what he did. As But it
1: fits in with like YouTube and a series of tubes. And, you know, we can always remember that this piece of shit with a lot of power thought he could get away with being a gross asshole. Don't try to make this
2: a like... Speaking truth to power thing. You just want a funny. You just you just think it's fun to say Tubin. He has a silly name. <laughs> now uh, we're all laughing at him.
1: Maybe that's my smiteful, my smiteable offense. There's just been a couple things that I've been seeing and hearing about. And anytime uh, people with power or resources or, or anything along those lines have some kind of uh, completely avoidable tragedy of their own making, I feel. I don't know if it's negative sympathy, if that's possible, but I actively rejoice when people do stupid things like that and ruin themselves, especially when they have a lot of uh, power and influence because we allow so much in our society that just rewards all this shitty behavior. So it's only fitting that the, if if we, as a, a people, won't take away from them, uh, then they
0: will take away from themselves. Yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah. I feel like a, a good... Uh... Or I feel like that reminds me of when people were saying like whether it's okay to think it's a little bit funny that the president uh, got coronavirus. Oh it yeah, is I mean I that was you know, my
2: that's... that was my smiteable offense last week, and yeah I, yeah I I'm on the same page of you. It's great. It's it's. I mean the Tubin thing. Yeah, it's similar. It's you also. It's that's one where you kind of feel bad delighting in it too much because it's like people had to deal with that right. on a work like, call.
0: He think, has like a funny last name but yeah he like really probably he, you know the people had to see that that's just so like horrible. Uh, <laughs> no that's, that's just it, wrong. It
1: absolutely is and that's part of why <laughs> Honestly, I'm so I think happy. It's pretty bad. <laughs> that's part of why I'm actually so happy that it went as public as it did because in 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 a way basically the entire society was subjected to that behavior. And even though I think a lot of people cover it up or minimize it, overall I find that that genre of being shitty to be absolutely disgusting. So I think, yeah, when people do that,
0: better that it be blown up across the entire nation. Um, Yeah. Well, and one last thing I would add on this, um, you know, to to you know sprinkle my journalism perspective here is that like right after it happened, a lot of there were these like prominent male journalists were tweeting like you know i don't know exactly what happened but all i know is like jeffrey Tubin is like one of the most wonderful like nurturing mentors i've ever had which is just like shut the fuck up and all i know is that now you mr on the name journalist are on a watch list yeah it's the oh same God. as
2: uh it's it's a real it's a big watch your fucking back
0: <laughs> i love this our expand our expanding watch list um, you know it's all about using our influence from our podcast for good you know
1: absolutely,
0: absolutely. our enormous practical influence on hunt the world
1: down, hunt down these perverts and have their dicks hung up in the public square
0: we have a very particular well, set of we don't of want skills. people
1: to have
2: to see that i would say put them put them in like a separate little area that you can go to
0: what what bad things you do <laughs>
2: i'm gonna say i'm gonna say my smite worthy offense is doing live outdoor stand-up comedy shows um,
1: I, so you're allowed to have a career And I'm not is what you're saying <laughs> I
2: mean I wouldn't call it a career I'm I'm talking loud in the park
0: What's mineable about it? Uh,
2: Cause mm, I don't know It's dumb maybe Or like we're supposed to stay inside supposedly But everyone's kind of abandoned that And I am choosing to I don't know I'm like do I'm When I go do it I'm like as safe as possible About it and I like wear a mask And distance from people I can't the smiteableness of it comes from the fact that like other people aren't necessarily doing that, and they're kind of just out and about and being dumb maybe. And by like being their entertainment for the night, I'm like uh huh, contributing to that.
0: You're uh, you're aiding and abetting potential yeah. misbehavior. Here's a question: Do you think the God of the Old Testament like stand-up comedy?
2: Not the kind I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes like. Who is that Christian? Mel Brooks and that's it.
1: I think he only likes Mel Brooks. <laughs> Who is that like Christian? I used to be in a satanic cult, dude. He was like really famous for a little bit, and he had just like the most benign, fucking asinine, com- like stand-up comedy routine. Dan Cook.
0: No, I don't know. Just kidding. He Does Mel Brooks? Do we know for, like what his deal is on Israel? Like, is he notably in any mm, direction? It's. I mean, I, I would have my suspicions, but I don't know. It's probably better presume. than
2: we would expect, but not where we would like it. I can look into that. I'm curious now. Uh-huh. I'm sure he's paid lip service to the idea that Palestinians are human beings, but I also wow, that's that's very a hard bar. Back. I, I mean, that. listen, there's a lot of people who, for sure, do not pass that. Yeah, I'll look into. I'll look into Mel Brooks Israel.
1: <laughs> Is, did you, by that, do you mean you just told us what you were gonna Google? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like you know how
2: people when when the fucking Russia Gate was a big thing, people got lazy and started just calling it Trump Russia. So that'll be my, <laughs> yeah, Mel Brooks Israel. All right, Josh. Now you can give your summary.
0: Okay, um, so where we last left off, Jacob, was just kind of getting with the program when it came to God and Judaism, um, had some spooky dreams in the woods about a ladder, going to heaven, renewed the covenant with God, uh, meets and marries Rachel and also her sister with a stigmatism, Leah, um, and they all have a bunch of kids after this sort of divine pregnancy bidding war thing that breaks out between Rachel and Leah, like who can have more kids? In this one, Jacob's still kind of out in the wilderness with his family. And he's getting ready to reunite with Himbo Bigfoot, his twin brother Esau. After, And it's, you know, worth remembering that uh, when they parted, it was because Jacob was fleeing for his life. um, Because he thought Esau's big old hairy hands were going to like wring his neck for stealing the family birthright and his father's blessing. So he's kind of like freaking out, like really still pretty afraid. So he sends a bunch of offerings ahead of, like, animals and treasure and hotel soaps and lotions and things like that to his brother to, like, you know, be like, please don't kill me, basically, you know, I hope we're good now. They meet up with each other. Oh, sorry, wait. No, before they meet up with each other, uh, Jacob kind of sends his family and all that. He sort of separates from them just to, like, you know, put them further out of harm's way. And he's alone at night and he wrestles with this mysterious man who busts up his hip. And then at the end of their encounter says, like, okay, your name is now Israel, because in Hebrew, that means he who has struggled with God and prevailed. Jacob and Esau meet back up, um, and it's kind of surprisingly a non-event. They're sort of like, you know, let's go together. And Jacob's like, well, you know, we both got a lot of livestock, maybe not. You know, they sort of kiss and make up and go their separate ways. And then probably the the most interesting and sort of horrifying part of this chapter is once that is over... Um, Jacob and Co. arrive back in Canaan and one of Jacob's daughters, Dina, is raped by a local nobleman who then decides afterwards that he's in love with her and wants to take her as his wife. And so then he goes to the family and is sort of like, hey, you know, I'll do anything. Like, I need to marry Dina. And then her brothers are really pissed off and so they decide to trick this guy, um, Shechem, and say, okay, you know, like in order for you to marry our sister, we, you have to be like one of us. And so all the men in your tribe need to be circumcised. And so then all the men go, okay. So then they circumcise themselves and while they're sort of debilitated by getting an old slice and dice, uh, BC style, Jacob's son's just like, going in, like murder all the men and pillage all their stuff. Um, and God's sort of like, eh, no comment. Go build me another altar, Jacob. <laughs> and then built an altar. Rachel dies, giving birth to one last child. Um, Isaac also dies and then there's like, you know, a little 23andMe and they just say a bunch of people whose kids had kids had kids and then that's it. Oh, and the, and the portion is called Vayishlach, which means Jacob sent. There we go. So there, yeah, free go, baby. Oh yeah, the only other
1: event I would add just to tuck in there is that, uh, Rachel dies.
2: Rachel dies during childbirth.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. Obviously, there. I feel like there's something lost in translation there. But it says that she names the kid something that's very similar to Benjamin, and then that Jacob just changes it. And I'm very curious about what. Yeah, that it's like I'm gonna name him to
0: ben Alou, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna call him Benjamin.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a grief thing. I don't know if that's just a like. Well, I'm Israel now, so uh, I don't need to worry about no fucking stupid wife anymore.
0: Maybe. Or,
1: <laughs> what the deal is. You what know, if-
0: nicknames are mysterious. I just, I think it's interesting that like every culture doesn't call people by the name that the people were given. You know what I mean? I don't know.
1: Speaking of nicknames, can I just launch into this little fun thing I fa- I, I found? So in the uh, Jacob and Esau chapter that we did with, with Danny, in the portion they mentioned that Esau had this nickname Edom, Which I'm sure you read over and over again, especially at the end of the Begat Begat Begat, they're just like Esau, who's also known as Adam. They do Adam, who's also known as Esau. Just so that you're (laughs) fucking clear. Um, His name is my name too. Yeah, so that all makes sense now because I I just did a little bit of looking up because I, I had to make sure I was just telling John this that like the last three paragraphs of this section wasn't just like old men being like and then i need to fill out the rest of the page so that this can be as many words Uh as it can be and it turns out that um edomites are real people so this is supposed to be who probably spoke a similar language to the israelites or jews at the time and i think that this is just sort of their a little mini version of like hey and there's the creation of their like there's a reason that these people and our people speak a really similar language and share a lot of similar beliefs because we have uh-huh. uh, uh, an ancestor in common.
0: There's history, there. Wham. Okay. um I we'll get to this later, but man, there's so much crazy stuff that is accepted as part of the text, but not actually written in this and in all things. Like the Torah just has like too many too many fucking Easter eggs, or it's just like David uh, too many Afikomins, like, Thank you very much. Pages of. Footnotes that you have to read for it to like even make sense at all. Yeah. What's the deal? I it's it's a very it's a circular document,
1: and that doesn't necessarily it's not a good thing necessarily.
0: Or maybe that's the best part about it. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean I actually kind of mean that.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean
0: Or like the ambiguity is sort of delicious. The
2: ambiguity is sometimes like fun to piece together, but when the stories a huge bummer, the ambiguity is very frustrating.
0: Or like ambiguity is like kind of interesting in an abstract sense, but then when it's again like as we've gone back to like when it's like defining socio-political relations for thousands of years, it's a little frustrating.
2: The Torah is the kid who's on shrooms and he's like you ask him a question, and he's like, but who really is anybody? And you're like, sure, but I need information.
0: <laughs> it's like, are your keys inside? It's just like, yeah, man, I got keys. It's like it's <laughs> It's not what we were actually asking you. Okay, so um, okay. J-
1: overarching thoughts about this chapter. Any any themes coming up? What, what are we thinking, boys? I mean, just
2: negative a million points, men. <laughs> men get a negative a yeah. million points for this. Not a great, not a great chapter for us.
0: No, it's like a nice little summary of like every different bad way of thinking the men in the Torah have used so far, like all applied simultaneously.
2: Yeah. It's, I mean, ultimately it's, this might be in a couple other occasions we've dealt with this cross section of like the misogyny of the Torah and also the xenophobia of it or whatever. And I, this I think is the thickest the fog has ever been. If you know what I mean? Like
1: it's just palpable. The, yeah. the the cross-section of these things and um i think one of the things that really got me is that i was as i was editing the last episode john you had mentioned something about there was kind of a moment of a quiet part out loud and i think this whole chapter is
0: kind of a quiet part out loud <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah what do, what do you think which what's the quiet part and what's out loud about it The the quiet part that we're
1: not, like, the part that you're not supposed to say is multiple things. It's the, like, you can buy love from your uh, rightfully wronged people with material things. It's that the whole thing with the Dina being raped has so many different, like, just horrible, horrible things layered on top of it. Where it's like the actual act is horrible. The response is understandable, but also layered in xenophobia. I mean, he like,
2: also—it's understandable that the her brothers would go kill those men. They, it also mentions that they kidnap like the women and children of the town. So yep, that's like that's not <laughs> yeah. for sure inexcusable. <laughs> and there's no—it's just a little. They just barely well, and, mention and it,
0: and in the process of when they're like you know pillaging pillaging this town it's revealed that they sent dina to go be with these people it wasn't like okay go circumcise yourselves and then like we'll hand her over later it's like oh my god we're gonna that's do this right plot. And never but fucking in the meantime dina, no, they, they, rest, they
2: like get they oh wait they do yeah, rescue yeah they, they rescue her, rescue her from
0: the house so they basically just like send her right back into the lion's den knowing full well like what goes down there because they well, they use wrestling like, because like, like the ultimate thing for them is like vengeance and like not actually
2: should we her. this is obviously like the most conversation inducing part but should we start at the beginning because there's yeah. also a yeah, lot we should going start at on the beginning
0: there. and like with the uh, wrestling probably
1: okay yeah. well I have a couple notes about their first encounter um the, you mean the reunion of James the reunion of of Mama's well, the wrestling Boy happens in. before that technically speaking the rescue does not happen before wrestling oh. Okay, well, yeah, let's get to the wrestling then. Is the wrestling the very first thing in the chapter?
0: Uh, it's like Jacob's, like, getting ready to meet Esau. He's kind of nervous and is sort of organizing his Which, possessions and family. And- yeah,
1: to be fair, as I was mentioning to uh, to John before, um, the detail in, in that the text gives is that Esau is, like, rolling up with 400 men. And yeah, four hundred men. I feel like at that time did not roll up unless it was a big deal. It could just
2: be like, <laughs> like his. That could just be his boys, you know, it's just his entourage. It's true.
1: I, I really feel like you didn't get, especially these like wandering peoples who are kind of like all near each other but not necessarily together uh-huh. at the same time. Right.
0: You maybe have like never seen four hundred people in your life. Yeah. Either I've, total or together. I've
1: seen
2: four hundred people, but they're all they're like you know I'm at a baseball game. They're sitting down. They're not, like, walking huh. towards me. They're not, That's they're not like, one horrifying. team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And especially uh-huh. if, like, the only thing you've been seeing is, like, five of your friends and a bunch of goats and then 400 dudes who may or may not look angry. Yeah, and like, they're, like,
2: yeah. they probably are similar types of guys to the original Himbo Bigfoot,
0: Esau. Right.
2: They probably they're, have yeah, the same body
0: type. It's like how yoked, like... Any, just like pounding creatine all the time. The yeah. same
2: way like someone's backup singers are kind of going to look like him, look like them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... That's like... That's really funny. and I never really thought about that, but it's kind of creepy.
1: It's, yeah. It's I, a,
0: I think people gravitate towards people
1: with similar interests. Um, and... <laughs> features i
0: guess
2: yeah i mean Esau also needs like he he probably met them because like he, he can't spot himself you know somebody's gotta gotta be there while he's doing his reps
0: yeah a fun um a fun detail in this part yeah i don't know exactly where it falls into the order but it mentions jacob's deciding what order of things he should send to Esau, and he sort of like orders his children out like in order in order of killability where he like starts with the children he has with his wife's maids like they're the ones who go out first to meet Esau, and then it's the children he had with Leia who like can't see as well, which again, of course, like she must be worse if she has poor vision. And then only kind of last is like Rachel and the chosen and children. Joseph, I don't know. the magical I feel like special. That's delay. like one of the one of the bad man things that happens in this, where he's just like really transparently being like, "Here's the ranking. Like, here's who I think would be okay if you died."
2: Yes, and it also it, it the way it reads where he like it specifically spells out the order that all the children go in, it's like, it's almost as if they wrote it that way so that it would be ripe for like, rabbis to discuss. You know what I mean? It, like, has that, like, uh-huh. specificity where it's, like, it, why is this so specific? Like, talk amongst yourselves. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Right. He's, adventure. like,
0: drawing the little, like, pyramid in the way that, like, any hierarchical society has, like, it's defined. Also, I thought it was really interesting because the little bit of
1: commentary I did read makes a big deal of the fact that Jacob calls, like, when he tells his messengers to go reach out to Esau, that he's like, oh, it's from your humble servant Jacob. Oh, yeah, the servant
2: and lord shade. Uh-huh. I don't like that.
1: It's really fucked up, but I also a hundred like when I read it, I get what he was trying to do. He's trying to like ingrate, like you know, self-deprecate himself yeah. to Esau. But it reads even in the like dry, dry, dry Torah text, it reads as false modesty. Oh yeah, it's- yeah,
0: right, because they're both like showing up with their whole like camps and armies and. <laughs> Yeah, possessions like.
1: And his message, he tells him, is like, "Oh, your humble servant Jacob would like to meet you. Jacob has been in this other land and is fucking loaded now.
0: Like right. he's loaded now, partially because he stole your inheritance while you yep. lived from your dying right. father. It's like you're not. <laughs> yeah, there was there was one one commentary I saw that was like the Esau Jacob beef is like." The beef between the orderly world that happened post Garden of Eden and like the crazy chaos world that there was before that. I can, see- which I feel like is a little bit funny because like Jacob is like the schemer in East House, just sort of like a simple guy who gets the wool pulled. Yeah, out. but oh, scheming,
2: scheming is seen as like. I mean, I should.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I but if, if
1: if we're gonna if we're gonna just break it down as to what happens, I think uh, Jacob is certainly more of an agent of
0: chaos than Esau. Yeah, oh for right, sure. Right, but it's like law and he, order. He vibes. has four wives and eleven kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true chaos agent behavior.
2: Okay, should let's start at the beginning and talk about the the wrestling match. Let's oh, let's yeah, get yeah, ready yeah. to rumble, boys. What do we think? This yeah, is
1: actually anyway. we we've kind of not. <laughs> this is apparently one of the most seminal moments of of Jewish. Uh, oh yeah, I know. I just it's no. It's, I just
2: so don't care.
1: Oh, that's, I know. <laughs> I, I just no. I want to preface with this for yeah. anyone who's listening who might not be in the background and like know the 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 status of this.
0: If you're if you're one of those people, you got you have to convert. Um, if you, so basically, I'm just going I'm, I'm
1: I'm to premise this again, and I'll, I'll summarize it too, that this is one of the most important points of the story of the Jewish people. God, we love symbolic bullshit. And <laughs> We is. go crazy for it. <laughs> Jacob sends his yeah. family away, and he's sitting on the riverbank, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And someone comes and tries to put him in a half Nelson, and they can't. But they do bust his hip up. Turns out that person was God. Maybe it doesn't say. I mean, we all think it's God. That it just
0: says a man. That's
2: why it's so important. But yeah, it just says a man. And then the other reason we think it, they think it was God, is because when he, when he's like, "What's your name?" The guy's like, "I cannot tell you my name." But maybe he's just some esoteric asshole. <laughs>
0: Well, apparently our, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, wise and bearded sages, have, some of them have even said he wasn't wrestling with God at all, but he was wrestling with himself and with morality. And, like, oh, damn. that, I think, is maybe a little Did they say that when they were thinking. sitting I'm on a backwards gonna chair? I was, yeah, I'm going to say I think I hate that reading more. Yeah. Well, the only thing I like about it is, like, it acknowledges that, like, you know, Jacob's sort of a schemer and, like, not always honest and not always good, which is, you know, more interesting than, you know... Wait. Also, does it okay? But then, like,
1: uh, uh, but then at the end of it, he just beats himself, and he's like, "Nope, everything I did was fine."
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Oh shit! Is this so? It's like kind of
2: Fight Club vibes, a little bit.
0: Yeah, to a degree. And then, and then, um, and then he gets the name Israel because it's like you've got this name because you've struggled with God and man, and you survived, like you won. (laughs) Wait,
2: can we talk about what a king move it is for him to start going by a nickname that was given to him in a dream? Can you imagine if one of your friends started doing that? If they had a dream where someone gave oh them a God. cool nickname and they were like, "I am I you can call me Thunder."
0: And not only was it just a nickname, but it was like, "I beat God." <laughs> There's a very
1: good chance. And all that, I got was this lousy t-shirt. There's a very good chance that you come to me with that statement and being like, "This is what you need to call me now," and that might be where the friendship ends. Yeah, I'm just like I can't fucking I can't hang with you. Yeah, man. it
0: sort of feels like being like, hey guys, could you call me big man? Like I think that'd be a cool. Yeah, there's something a little corny about it. So yeah. for
1: him to go to
2: his friends and be like, uh, can you call me this thing? It means wrestles with God. Um, I
0: mean, that I had like, like a really powerful Molly experience of to the people around him to say those things like God has intervened. You know, when God's not busy doing other very important things like mowing the lawn or whatever he's normally doing during. The Torah where he's sort of conspicuously absent, but, you know, God is occasionally around, so it's like, they know.
1: Yeah, I mean, God's definitely there when it counts most of the
0: time. (laughs) But, like, not even really. Most of the time. I will say, I think it's, I guess I think it's valuable, not on its own as an incident, but, like, as another time where it shows Jacob, like, there's a certain amount of mystery or struggle with trying to understand all this, rather than it just arriving as complete wisdom and acceptance, you know? Like, I think, at the very least, that's, like, a nod to someone who's reading it who might, you know, who just knows that, like, that's more, like, what religion looks like in walking in the world. I also would like to know... Yeah, I I didn't think it was such a horrible moment. uh, It's not... I don't think it's a horrible moment. I just don't think it deserves the... (laughs) The yeah, spot. right. It, I feel like... It shouldn't be on the, like, now that's what I call Torah compilation. <laughs> the yeah. art,
2: Despite. like, of all the art you see in, like, Jewish establishments, I feel like
1: that kind of gets, that gets a lot of airtime. There's just a couple things here. Number one, it's also very, like, Greco-Roman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know, like, this. there's so much history, and we don't know exactly when it all came about, so that could just be me making associations that aren't there. But, like, they were super into wrestling and whatever, and and to have the, like idea of like this is what defined the birth essentially of what we would call the like Jewish or Israelite people it feels kind of not necessarily in the tradition because they also just this is the first time we've ever heard of anyone wrestling <laughs> like, in in the like, that's true yeah you know what I mean it's just like if you yeah. just dropped someone in into like a random spot and tried to explain what Jitsu was. They'd be a little bit like, what? They they roll around on the floor and they, they do what? They do
2: what like,
0: now?
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
2: There's I don't do That's not something like, I do um, with my friends.
0: Of like uh, virility implied in it or just like, you know, Jacob is still at the end of the day like one of the great, or is trying to be established as one of the great patriarchs here. And so the fact that like, he like is he like has this guy in the headlock and is like I won't let you go basically until you do what I say, which is like a very tough guy move. You know, like you could imagine The Rock doing that yeah. in a movie and like the movie theater audience being like,
2: "Yeah!" Wait, so Jacob does God does that to Jacob, right?
1: No, no God basically suplexes him and then, but he he can't recover quickly enough, so Jacob gets him into a headlock. Damn. Yeah.
2: I didn't. I don't know a lot of wrestling lingo, so that, so ba- some of that so, yeah, stuff basically, went over my head.
1: Basically, like the way I would imagine it is like if they're wrestling, it was like a pretty rough takedown where both people like kind of hit their heads pretty hard. So Jacob's hips all fucked up, but then he's like, "Oh, I, I can, I can fucking." Wait, you guys, I just had-
0: yeah, the Undertaker comes and busts Jacob's hip, I had a and relevant- then Jacob and Rey Mysterio stand on the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
2: real quick, I have a relevant idea that I just want to bookmark and put on the pod is what if our art was like Jacob and God and they're like both wearing leotards on like a blue mat just going at it. Literally
0: like, Oh my God, the stock photos I was getting when I was reading the commentaries for this week were like that. I got one of, like, just two, like, really earnest guys in wrestling singlets, and then my favorite one was just two really buff arms doing, like, the hand clasp, like, in the meme. Oh, God. To show, like, Jacob and Esau. Um, anyway. Stock photos will never be not funny. They're, like, in the weird Uncanny Valley. Oh, they're great. They, <laughs> I think... Yeah, it's the best. The only thing I also...
1: I, I remember I wrote down in my notes that has to do with this part is when... Um, Jacob first sees Esau coming right before all this wrestling thing, he does do a little, like, prayer to God of just, like, all right, like, show me that this is real because I'm pretty sure this guy is coming to kill me. My brother's mad at me, God. It's interesting. Not a lot of, not, and no one else before has been like, all right, God, time to fucking hold your end of the fucking bargain.
2: Yeah, Jacob is really good about that.
0: Oh, so here's where the really, um, really, really wackadoo, like, bonus episode of this torah portion comes in as Jacob and Esau are like getting closer and closer to each other it talks about Jacob sending 11 of his children away to like keep them safe but he has 12 kids and the 12th kid is Dina um we're going to do how the great sages explain this one is that rather than just like oh she was like still with Jacob or something it's that he locks her in a trunk to like protect her from Esau cuz he's worried that Esau is gonna marry her because Esau was supposed to marry Leah, but uh, Jacob got both Leah and Rachel, and so like Jacob locks her in a trunk to hide her away, and so then they then interpret her subsequent rape as like Jacob's punishment basically for denying Esau like the bride he was promised, which is just what like what in the fuck? <laughs> like these that's people are sick. Them oh my god! Like locked her in a trunk. A oh. trunk?
2: They had trunks.
0: I'm sure they had trunks, yeah, or like a a a treasure chest. I (laughs) guess I a wooden box.
2: My brain immediately when you said, I immediately pictured him putting her in like the trunk of his like Chevy Impala. I guess I wasn't (laughs) thinking of like a
0: a trunk trunk. Okay, his Ford Escort. Yeah, goddamn. Yeah, but just like also imagine like that not being in the official... Or imagine in detail that. I don't know, just like that horrible and that telling, just also not making it into the final cut. Basically, like yeah, people wouldn't need to know about this sort of thing. Like, I guess we'll just leave it in the citations.
2: If it mentioned like him and his eleven children, it's also possible that they were like, "Oh, we just forgot about Dina because she's a woman, and who cares?" Like it, it, which is it's similar to the trunk thing. I don't know. It's it's funny because when we start talking about this, we're talking on two. We're talking about like. The treatment of women in the actual story, like as if it was real, and then like in the writer's room.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, they fucked up, I think, in both worlds. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it's a disaster.
1: Nobody's doing good here. So I think, I I think my, this, because it's the least (laughs) offensive in any way and it's the most bizarre, I think this is my favorite part of the chapter when Jacob sends all these gifts out to Esau for a couple reasons. Number one is the the overall reasoning just being like, well, if I give him a bunch of stuff, he can't be mad at me, it's right? It's so
2: childish. It's amazing.
1: <laughs>
0: Number two. It's childish, is- but again, it's also like that like kind of Torah real politics thing. Where yeah. It's just sort of like- That's true. People are going to disagree and like, look, so either you kind of like make truces or send them stuff or like, you know- I give you a nice bottle of wine when I- And then you won't kill each other. Right. Like,
1: so the other thing I noticed is it kind of—I don't know if it was just the way I was reading it—he it, kind of sends these these people out. Like you got one guy who's kind of herding like twenty goats, and then you have another guy who's doing like this, and it kind of so, and they're going one right after the other. So it sounds like they're describing like a column, which yeah. is way back for most of history. That was actually how you moved soldiers—you had them march in columns because it was the easiest way to prevent people from getting from getting lost and it's the easiest way to kind of move a, a massive amount of people. So I thought it was really funny because that's a very militaristic way to move, but it's not troops moving in a column. It's like one guy <laughs> and a bunch of goats. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, cuz he's worried that like Esau is going to so he's ride like ride to the Valkyries like cluster bomb everyone.
1: Well no, I <laughs> thought it was it was them.
0: funny. I was, I was telling John
1: it, it almost seems like for a second Jacob is like, "Ah shit, we need to prepare for like an all out war." "Okay, how many arrows do we have?" And all his guys are like, "We don't have any arrows." And he's like, "All right, well like how many fucking spears and shields do we have?" And he's like, "We don't have any of those." They're like, "Well, yeah. what do we have?" Like goats, camels, goats, sheep, kids. <laughs> like Except for the one Slaves, the
2: human show. beings, too. And then yeah.
1: he sort of sends them out in like a militaristic column, like a volley of gifts, because he just suddenly
0: realizes, like, oh, I'm not at all prepared for this situation. Um, and then in the ultimate baller movie, Sao kinda like doesn't want them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Th- this book is obsessed with like the poly- the civility of being like, I couldn't possibly. Like, but (laughs) people turning down gifts—there couldn't be a more noble thing for a human being to do, according to this Uh book.
0: For like a rich man to be like, I don't need more stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's also the reading of it where it's like Jacob giving this stuff is giving this stuff to Esau because it's like rightfully his, like it's what he would have gotten with the birthright.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that would show some element of like maybe moral growth on Jacob's part. Did you guys catch that line about why Jews
1: don't eat from like the thigh meat? Oh yeah, I
2: rolled my <laughs> eyes big time.
0: I've never heard also. Of that I before. mean, it's like I don't know. Got to love dark meat. Yeah, I, I what, do too. I eat that yeah. That's what all fuck? I really have to say about that. Um, I will say, you know, it's nice that they when Jacob and Esau see each other, they like burst into tears. So they, yeah, kiss. That's kind of sweet, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love
1: you, brother. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Do just, you want five hundred goats?
0: What I think is also
1: very um, just. We're just. I don't know if this is really speaking to Jacob's character, as it is so much to the um the overall character of this entire family we've been uh following. But after, yeah, wait, what's
0: their? Do we know their last name? It's is it just Jew? Jewish. It's it's, it's
2: Jew. <laughs> it's a, it's Jacob Jewish. Isaac Jewish. Abraham Jewish.
1: Um, which is that Esau says like as they're making up, he kind of gives them this. I mean, maybe you're reading you could read into it and say say it sounds like a, a fucked up thing, but Esau kinda gives them some like, Hey, no, save all your 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 stuff, don't worry about it. You're totally unprotected. We'll march to a place that's safe and we'll protect you guys and we'll move at your pace. And Jacob is like, Oh no, I couldn't possibly impose on you and whatever. So let's meet up here. And Esau's like, Fine, I'll meet you there. And as soon as he's out of sight, he's like, Psych, we're going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what happens sort of there?
0: I think he's just terrified. It's it's a little little ambiguous, but he's sort of like, I'll be right behind you. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he just
2: sets up camp.
0: It's like, I will be right
1: behind you, and as soon as they're over the hill, he's like, hard left, everybody. Let's go.
0: (laughs) I mean, you could read it as sort of like, there's what they're saying and then there's what they're feeling, and Esau's like, no, no, everything's fine, and Jacob's like, Great, everything's great, I'll be right behind you. And they're both like, yeah, like this isn't gonna work. And <laughs> like, it's probably better to just I don't know. go our separate ways.
1: It's it's really, really rare so far when the main characters we're following in this book say something and then do it.
0: Yeah, and especially when it comes to like or or another just common Theme that they bounce back to again and again is like sort of brother, brother, sister, sister, sort of violence and hatred and yep. envy. Like, it just there's this kind of it's it's kind of funny that, like, I don't know, Jews emphasize family in such an intense way when like every every family hates each other in this from the inside, everyone's scheming, yeah. And it's there's so much, I feel jealousy. like it's also
1: just like it's not just the level of like oh, we all hate each other or don't like each other. Like, they
0: actively try to, like, ruin each other's lives. They're obsessed
1: with each other, yeah. They're all
0: obsessed. They're like reality show people.
2: (laughs) They're very, yeah, it's very involved.
0: You know, yeah, I feel like until, you know, I'm probably getting ahead of myself because I don't know what any of it actually says. I just know what I've been taught. But, like, it seems like until like, slavery in Egypt, I don't know, the ideas of, like, let's all be Jews and, like, stick together and look out for each other is, like, really does not apply here in Genesis. Well, <laughs> like...
2: yeah, I guess so. I will... But the, it's also saying, like, yeah, Jews stick together and then the others, like, can fuck off.
1: I think so far, though, um, in terms of interfamily dealing, I think Laban takes the cake for, for being the most shady <laughs> Oh, true. yeah he's in sicko mode the entire time.
2: <laughs> la 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 la, la
1: like I was <laughs> again because I just like finished editing those episodes like I, I know I made the comment about him being like oh you're a
0: trickster you're a little fucking piece of shit like we're definitely related he takes that as like a lifestyle Oh, yeah, he's like, come here, young buck. Like, let me teach you a thing or two, but about, like...
2: Yeah, he makes YouTube videos being like, look, here's what you do. You tell your nephew that he can marry your daughter, but you switch daughters so he works for you seven more years. That's seven years of free labor, people.
0: He's like a dude who would, like, teach a, like, how to pick up women class. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm a note... Like, I am a pickup artist. Like, that's my job title.
1: Like, I think... Pick up our tour. In a small way to defend (sighs) the character of, of Jacob, he will not do this. He actively doesn't do this later in, in in this chapter, but for the most part, as we know him at this point, he's um he kind of is tricky and and stuff in the very beginning of his life, but as an adult, he's like not tricky unless he's like kind of forced into the position. I would say it's yeah. tricky. I mean, like he was tricky with you saw in the very beginning. Nobody, but then made also him do when that. when he is like I'll meet you
2: right there, brother, and then he like builds a home.
1: Well, no, that's what I mean. It's like I I think there is a fair way to like the, what Josh was saying is like they might be saying that everything's cool, but everything is just absolutely not cool.
0: It's like in La La Land when they're about to maybe decide Fuck to break up or stay together, and Ryan Gosling's like, "Yeah, I got my own thing going on here in L.A." And Emma Stone goes to Paris. Fuck that! I, I never movie. saw, you know? but you're
2: confirming my decision. <laughs> Sounds so looks so bad. Should that we watch it? It's about how did like, you watch it, Ayani? I tried to. Why would you watch? Why would Ayani Hayashi watch
0: Laurel? La La you like, Land? Does, that movie was designed to piss you off? <laughs>
1: because <laughs> really someone because... was like, "Hey man, you're always talking about how like how like this kind of awesome point of like American history has been so totally bastardized and and completely almost in in some ways whitewashed like kind of the history of what some people would call jazz and all of that." And someone was like, "Well, here it is in the mainstream." And I was like, "This is the encapsulation fucking of well, here's Emma Stone dancing on top of a Prius. <laughs> while f- while a fucking white dude, Ryan Gosling, like, explains the fucking, like, it's just the theory, oh, quote-unquote, yeah. behind that. It's just like, let's have two people fucking totally illiterate in the fucking language and culture that were. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> it's
0: awesome. It's like... <laughs>
2: yeah. La La Land is arguably more racist than, like, Shaniqua, that movie where the guy plays the radio host. Anyway... Um,
1: there's so much that's just so utterly fucked up about it.
0: Anyways. Yeah, you know, honestly, maybe that's my smiteable deed is like, I agree with everything you said and I still really like the movie. Fuck you. And <laughs> <Damn>. Of course. <laughs> I know it's horrible. Like, I know it's bad. I know it's bad. I think honestly, here's what I think it really is, is like, like I definitely am a romantic, but I just haven't seen a lot of the golden era, like Hollywood movies and like musicals and stuff, which, you know, had that sort of like elegance and romance and blah 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 so I'm sure like that's the part about La La Land that I like is that it's like approximating those movies but just watch those ones they're honest about their racism in those <laughs>
2: But it was pretty cool when La La Land thought they won and then they were like, psych, it's Moonlight, fuck you.
0: (laughs) I mean, you couldn't pick a, you couldn't pick a worthier movie to just fucking trounce La La Land, though. Sir, sir, fuck, it, I hate that movie so much.
1: It's part of the whole mentality behind like, oh, we don't need to pay attention to people's cultures when it comes to music because music is universal. Yeah, that's dumb What if the city was an instrument? Just fucking take that whole idea, shove it right back up the stupid smelly asshole it came out of. Anyways. <laughs>
2: I think, Josh, I think every episode, one of us, we should just coordinate and make sure to bring something up that is sure to hit a nerve, just so we what? we get one of these.
0: Yeah. What was it last time? I'm just going to be
2: like, I, I don't know. I'm just going to be like, yeah, that's just kind of like that one Papa Roach song. <laughs>
0: no comment. Yeah, man. No comment on Papa Roach. You need, you need like a baseline amount of uh friction on these things just to keep the keep the asses in the seats
1: it's just it's it just also play it's playing right into like the fact that on a scale of like one to ten in terms of having an explosion of rage at something i'm constantly at like a five or six like <laughs> oh yeah
0: <laughs> which i've learned to, to, to manage over the years but uh-huh that's good. You're like the parent who hasn't yet done the explosive thing but who's like doing a countdown.
2: Who's breathing really weird and it's scarier it's like, than, than if they would just head. do something it's bad. Still,
0: like, what? Yeah.
1: Can we I'm um, I'm producing. Can we get this back on track? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah wow. Can we get this away from just piss off Iani corner?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we should probably talk about uh Dina. Yeah. Does anyone has anything to say about like another, you know, little uh, detente moment
1: no just jacob man you're you got all the potential and you just you don't live up real
0: real man of the camp not man of the woods if you know what i mean yes i agree so So Dino. this so is a
1: pretty Dino. horrible story
2: yeah i mean we we should probably mention like all right I guess I'll, I'll just say, like, we, I don't know, we usually, I at least usually try to be funny on here, and, like, this is, this one's just, like, grim and not funny, and just an awful sexual assault story with, coupled with, like, more awful, unnecessary violence.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, yeah, it's like a whirlpool for, like, everyone involved. Just horrible things happen. It yeah. kind of reminded me of, like, Sodom and Gomorrah in a way.
1: There's a lot of Sodom and gomorrah E vibes, but it's... See, I think the way I would characterize this chapter is, like, it's a weird combination of three and four and Abraham story, except for—it's almost like Star Wars, where, like, the original Star Wars were kind of good, mostly because the creator of it wasn't directing it for the second two. And then he went back to the, to the prequel trilogy, and he was in charge again. Like, we're in that moment of, like, the, the person who had the initial idea who's not good at writing— is in charge of the story right now, so it's like we don't have like it. We have this catastrophic event, and God actually does do some fucking smiting during during this part of the chapter when they're running away after they fucking. Oh yeah, I forgot, I forgot about. It. Yeah, except for we don't get fucking hellfire from the sky, and we don't get Lot's wife turning into salt. It's literally just like a oh, and then and then God did this weird shit. Um, but it's also the smiting in this wait, one. What
0: did God do? I think my, cause I had to. I, I was reading this one online.
2: He, like, when, after they, like, fuck up that whole city and kill everyone and kidnap everyone, they run away, and to make sure they don't chase them down, God, like, smites the towns.
0: Oh, right, the, the dread of God. Yeah. Fell upon the cities.
1: So they do a straight-up Sodom and Gomorrah part two, except for it's got... But this time it's, like, it's just God cleaning up for
0: their sloppy asses.
2: I mean, that's. Do you not get that vibe? Yeah, I I do more. I would say more so than Sodom and Gomorrah.
0: Right, because Sodom and Gomorrah, like you know, has has its own like internal logic, internal logic that's like bad and like sex panicky and xenophobic because it's just sort of like here's this crazy city of like gay rapists who will like attack people and there's like no one worthy and no one moral, so like I'm gonna destroy it all. Um, and so like, but this is just sort of like, I don't know. It's like all the people in all the towns don't need to die just because.
1: God's playing you know, the, the role did a
0: really horrible thing
1: of that of of the like mafia guy who cleans up the crime scenes you yeah. know what I mean yeah. where but when things go wrong like you totally. don't you there's don't call a... him when when like you did the hit and everything is cool you'd call him when fucking one person was supposed to die but now there's 20 people exactly there. exactly
0: if you want a real um here's an anecdote from uh the war on terror in my education. When I was in middle school, we had an assistant teacher who was, like, in the National Guard and was, like, did Army training and stuff. And we thought he was, like, really cool because he, like, knew about guns and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he he taught us how to do that thing where, like, you stand in a line outside a door and, like, breach a door in this, like, certain order and, like, check this and this and that, which is, again, like, such a ridiculous thing to teach middle (laughs) schoolers, but he taught us. And the last guy in line in one of those things carries a saw machine gun, which is, like, a huge heavy machine gun, basically. So, like, if all else if shit hits the fan, that person just walks in and, like, sprays this crazy gun into a room full of people. And, like, that's... What, and I feel like God is sort of the guy with the saw machine gun in this case. Where yes. it's just sort yeah. of, like, everything possible has gone wrong and, like, they've entered a situation from which there's no exit. It's so bad. And so it's just, like, then you just have to kill everybody. Yeah. But I think... Sort of
2: can, we, can we just jump back a little bit and just, like, break down the cycle of events, which is that Dina goes out to, like meet with the other women in the community and this dude, Shechem, rapes her and then, like, decides he's in love with her and is like, Dad, get me her as a wife.
1: It's weird because they also definitely state that, like, time has passed in between him raping her and then deciding that, like, nope, I think I want her as a wife. So there's something... I think there's... The horror of that for me is that the Bible itself is recognizing that this was essentially like a senseless act of sexual violence and not even like a, well, we do things differently here or anything like that. I guess so. Which, like, what I'm saying is he decides to rape her and does so, and then a couple, like, some days pass and then decides, no, okay, well, this is something I would want to make official.
0: Oh, and of course, and in like, all of these horrible things that happen to women throughout this, it's like... Dina and really most of the women in the Torah don't ever even really get a direct quote. Or no, yeah, we don't ever
2: hear like from her. Nope. get
0: Get to make decisions based on the situations that happen. It's just sort of like she's like this kind of chess piece almost that's just sort of being moved totally. around by the story. Um, which again is just like you know the almost like being locked inside of the chest by the dad is like almost like a perfect. It metaphor is a for perfect metaphor. The status of like women more broadly throughout the tour where it's literally like, it's not even just that they're not the main characters. It's that they're literally like, there is nothing you could do to prevent them more from being active participants. At least yeah. And their presence
2: is like inappropriate and inconvenient and like to be avoided. Right, this Sort
0: of like kryptonite or like this kind of like radioactive material that like, yeah, it's just horrible. It's just horrible. <laughs>
2: it's just really bad. Wait, so there's also they make a point to mention that. So this dude, his dad comes to Jacob. Oh, wait, and
0: Jacob! By the way, kind of like waits a little bit before he decides what's to do. Yeah, he,
2: well, yeah. he's he's like, my sons are out in the field. Let me just like chill on this info for a second. I didn't know what to make of that exactly.
1: I think there's. Um, I think the I I don't I don't want to say it's a generous read or it's not a generous read. I think it's just. I think it's just him being like, fuck, like, I don't know what to do. But the, the last thing I need to do right now is to just make a decision right now.
0: Well, and interestingly enough, Don of the Suns sort of overtake him in this situation. They're sort of like, okay, like, we're going to go make this deal. We're going to trick them into circumcising themselves, and then we're going to go kill them all. Right. It's not like It's Jacob sort of,
2: really- I mean, I hate to make this compare. I, I don't hate to make it because I'm about to make it. But it's sort of like Dick Cheney finding out 9-11 happened and being like, welp. Uh, what are we gonna do about this? A lot of violence that we already wanted to do. Well,
1: I no, quite see I think it's. There. I yeah, I, I I don't really see because Jacob actively is like.
2: No, I'm saying I'm not saying Jacob. I'm saying I'm saying his sons. I'm saying his sons who went and enacted all that violence on the community already kind of wanted to. I don't think they. Di- here's the reason they why hate I, everyone that's not them. No, that's No, like here's a the reason why theme. I don't
1: think they do though. They're basically there. If, like, I'm understanding how everything is working in their world, they're basically there because they're terrified of traveling with Esau because Esau can essentially slaughter them at any moment if he just decides, like, hey, you know what? I'm actually still pretty upset about the firstborn thing and, like, snaps his fingers. Everybody in the family is done, right? So they've ostensibly traveled to this other land to be away from them, and they bought land from this person to be like, hey, we're going to be chill. We're going to be peaceful, so they're, like, recuperating, and they're going to, like, get their strength up and whatever. And I think that's part of the reason why Jacob waits for a second because he's like, oh, like, this is really bad because we just got here. And we're not in any kind of yeah, position. Yeah,
0: I mean, he even says it uh, out loud at some point. So, yeah, um, I, I
1: I really don't think that they came to that area with the plan to, like, fuck everybody up and take all their possessions. Okay, but they're – okay, Sure. Because Yes. Let's get into the other thing, too, is the only reason that they're able to massacre everyone and take their possessions and commit a small genocide is because they have to convince the entire like populace to circumcise themselves.
2: OK, wait. so that brings me to a question is when the, their first reaction basically is them saying like he's the dude's like, I want to marry your sister. And he, instead of being like, no, you can't marry my sister because you are a rapist and you raped her. They're like, no, it's because you're not circumcised, right? But is that all a long con? Is that just them thinking on their feet so that the guys?
0: I think because it says it says when they first hear about it, the men were grieved and became extremely angry for he had committed an outrage against Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter. Such things were not done.
2: But was it, it, I honestly wouldn't be surprised because of just how the fucking dudes are in this book if their main issue, I mean, I guess, I don't know, if their main issue with these dudes was that they weren't circumcised and they weren't Jewish. Because, like, it's already been established that, like, women having, having any sort of agency doesn't, like really factor into anything in this
0: book. See, I think it seems like it's less about them not being Jewish and it's more about, like, I mean, it says that, like, he'd committed an outrage against Israel, which is, like, just an outrageous way to view the situation. It's saying that basically, like, the ultimate tragedy here is that Jacob's honor has been harmed by right. someone raping his daughter. And so it's, like, I view it as more of that sort of, like, kind of honor-killing sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's, like, they've disgraced the family... It's. I think. It. It. I think
1: it's weird because this is all ostensibly caused by this kind of like horrific rape, and it's understood in the text that that's a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's great. It says such things were not done, which is like, yeah, oh, they like, were not. Actually, just just well, grew no. such things were done. Yeah.
1: The problem, no, yeah. the problem, the reason why it's so weird is because it recognizes that that's a bad thing, but it also is essentially going out of its way to say that that's not the worst thing that happened.
0: Well, that's I mean, it? I do think there. I don't know. I don't know if this is me like applying my own kind of like contemporary sensitivity or like sensibilities to it, but. I do at least for me this is kind of an example of like how violence and extremism sort of like metastasizes from like one inciting incident that's already bad enough to something that is like just as bad and like exponentially like that times times multiple times again and like so you know it's like it's like one person's life has been like horribly altered and then the response to that is like maybe hundreds thousands of people yeah being responded so there's this kind of disproportionality and then the the symbolism of like the sun's The son's overtaking their father, who's, like, more of this calculated guy, and just doing this kind of, like, really devious sort of devilish thing. Also, to me, strikes me as a bit of a, like, this is what happens if you let, you know, the kind of, like, violence and passions of people, like, go fully unchecked. Yeah, but I think...
1: I think just to answer your question John I don't I don't really think that there's a lot of like information that would point us to to sort of think that they came here and they're basically using Dina's rape as like a a convenient ploy though the main reason being also that not only is Jacob not into it they they're not geared up for any of this you know what I mean And then also the fact is also that God at the end of this has to fucking run some pretty serious interference to get them out of the whole thing.
0: Well, and I think there's, I almost think it's sort of the reverse where it's not like they use the rape as a pretext for them to punish these people for not being Jewish, but they use the Jewishness as a pretext for them to punish them for the rape. Like, I actually think it's a pretty, it's kind of like this amazing reversal that, you know, like earlier in the Torah, like the circumcision is like a sign of the covenant and like a way to always remember, like, you know, Jewishness and God and you know these certain morals and stuff, and they're basically like fake doing the fake version of that. Oh
2: yeah, as That's... A way...
0: and so the, I don't know. That just seems like almost like this kind of like amazingly sacrilegious thing that they're doing. That then God sort of tacitly is like okay, because right. he co- covers for him, which is just sort of like I don't know, sort of so that to me right. is like it's where like... the ambiguity is like a little like that seems like a knowing bit. If we're talking about the writers' room, like a knowing kind of like callback. To be like, this is the covenant. Like, what do you think of the covenant now?
2: It's kind of. I mean, if they didn't, if they didn't like kidnap a bunch of women and children, which by the way, we never find out like what happens to them, obviously. But if it would, if they didn't do all that terrible shit, like it would be pretty cool. Like, they trick a bunch of guys into circumcising themselves, and then are like, "Psych! Where just now? Why'd you do that? Why'd you cut your dick off, idiot? I'm gonna punch you."
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of a weird thing because I. This is like a, a, a personal belief I have but I, I'm definitely actually on the side of – I know a lot of people would disagree with me and I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure why they would. But I do think that you should be – you should charge like sexual crimes like rape and sexual assault um, I think at a higher level than like murder or manslaughter um, because uh, – because i just i don't i don't see there's no point in in life where you're ever going to be forced to like rape someone else you know what i mean where you, you there are lots of situations in in the world where right. you might be forced to take someone else's life but i think it was interesting reading this thing because i i do have that personal belief and then for a moment it seems like the bible's on board and then it sort of switches when they're, like, and then they started kidnapping people and they took all of their possessions. And like, I mean,
2: if in an ideal, like, best case scenario of how they would deal with it is, like, asking their sister what she needs and, like, yeah. focusing on her instead of making it. Because, I mean, yeah, like like you said, like, it is – they mention how it's, like, brings great shame to Israel. It's, like, it's about – egos it's about like somebody made you look bad as opposed to like someone actually hurt some yeah someone you
1: care about and i think i think and i think that's part of the reason that i i don't think it's super planned i think it's it is just they're like jacob's kids are like probably crafty like their father and they just kind of come up with this little thing real quick because what they're ultimately after is not a, a writing of the wrong or a correction of anything. They're just after some kind of consequence to befall the people who wronged someone of theirs. I mean, it is, in a way, it is, is, it is kind of a, a, a great metaphor for how these things constantly happen. Like how many things were like some kind of like religious violence or like even like racial violence breaks out because of one inciting incident like this, like what Josh was saying.
2: I guess I'll just go with that, what I was saying, which is it's, I, I would say this is such a prime example of like, just like some, the story, the story that's a tale as old as time of some men like commit sexual violence and then as a response, a bunch of other men feel justified to go commit a whole bunch more violence. Like,
1: yeah, I think. And that that and that's part I think that's part of it was the same way how I was super bummed reading the first Abraham chapter like these this is a very very mundane example of of human shittiness most what, what happens in that chapter again all kinds of stuff that's oh just he tricks people, the king he, and just yeah uh, no, no 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 not that one the one before that where he's just like it's just a bunch of people being horrible like he that's when he first sends Hagar away like yes it's that just, is so that is the one where he tricks the king but. it's it's just well, <laughs> She escapes and then he sends her away, like there's there's two anyway, different yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it's basic but what I'm saying is all of this is like that really hardcore it does not take a lot of effort for me to imagine real people doing this. Yep. It is um
0: I think it's kinda interesting looking at I mean, just how like ugly a lot of the moments in the Torah are and to think that essentially like the through the entirety of my Jewish education well past my bar mitzvah into the, like, ooh, this is the cool, like, adult Torah discussion class that now that you're a teenager or whatever, like, never came close to talking about something like this. I don't know. It it honestly kind of just, like, makes me mad. I mean, obviously, like, you know, there are certain, you know, you want to ease someone in and you couldn't exactly, like, talk to a six-year-old about this sort of thing in all of its complexity. But I don't know. It just, like, makes me look back on something like the bar mitzvah ritual which I actually think is kind of a special thing and like I'm not that religious but I really I do like the idea of like you know joining the community in this like ritual way and like I don't know I think it's kind of beautiful but like to then go back and know that like other than like my token little part of the Torah I dug into in depth like it never mattered once in like 18 straight years of this knowing any of this even though like these are the people who are being held up as our role models I don't know it's just like a It's a big disconnect, and it's, like, just pretty frustrating.
1: Yeah, it's frustrating that, like, you know, I've mentioned this before, that it is touted as part of this foundational uh, text to what our tradition is, and that tradition being really important. And so much of it is presented without any of the, like, true horror.
0: Yeah, it feels like learning about American history in the sense, like, weren't the words of the Declaration of Independence nice? And, like, ending it there and being, like, and not knowing that the guy who wrote it, like, had slaves and yeah probably raped them and like it's just this like monumental space
1: yeah okay i just have a really quick thing before we get to kind of conclusion conclusion time um did you guys notice that there's that weird moment where reuben fucks one of oh uh, yeah jacob's cocky yeah
2: sure did sure did they don't say anything about it. They just note that it happened. <laughs> no judgment from
1: these guys. So the only reason I bring that up, too, is I did do a little bit of digging back. And you know how you mentioned how when Rachel and Leia had that... Um... <clears throat> That's not a euphemistic cough. I have something in my throat. <laughs> they uh, they have their argument over the mandrakes that might be like an aphrodisiac. Yes. Well, it's the same son. <laughs> <Yeah, Ruben. laughs> <laughs> who dug up the Aphrodisiac mandrakes. Damn.
2: Yeah, Ruben's a little. Uh...
1: So I'm wondering, is this the Bible's first case of someone with a little bit more of a freaky tendency?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I think Ruben's got some like I don't know some Dan Savage stuff going on. He's yeah, he's a horny little little bugger.
1: All right. Well. Do we have anyone's team we on? I mean, I'm on. I'm on Team
2: Dina. I'm on Team Justice for Dina. I think it's ridiculous that we don't hear from her at all. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I, I, what I, everyone's I, position should be, frankly. Yeah. I, no, just I, kidding,
1: guys. I agree. I think. Um, I think the the that's like such a giant actually injustice in the overall text is that they try to portray. Essentially, the the uh, treatment of someone as an object or prop to be a really horrible thing, and as a justification for like all of this other terrible stuff they do, and in the process of doing that, treat that person exactly the same way.
2: Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. It's it's just the just hypocrisy to the max. I hate it, uh, Josh.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm also Team Dina, and I would add that I'm also Team Esau. Uh, he seems like he did pretty well for himself having started off in some challenging circumstances. Uh, and he was merciful, even though he could have kicked his brother's ass if he wanted to. And then after that, he sort of went his separate ways. And I think, you know, that's, quick that's plot point of him
1: that I just remembered. We didn't mention, um, they do actually meet up at the end of all of this. Jacob and Esau Oh, to
2: bury their dad.
1: Isaac dies. Um, officially sorry to see you go we barely had any chance to meet you and in that time you essentially got tricked by your son after you tricked the same king your father tricked yeah. he is the the most nobody you are the weakest link goodbye <laughs> patriarch yeah <laughs> but they do meet up and um there's no ill will i guess there's no stated ill will no they just are our... i guess it's inappropriate to fight at a funeral um I'm the kind of guy that laughs at a funeral. Anyway. I'm sure you
2: are. <laughs> Can't understand what I mean. You soon will. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you just getting that? Um, I, I would say I'm also... I mean, we all gave our teams. I, in terms of cut it or keep it, <clears throat> I I don't see a lot of reason to keep it around. It, it created some... Good discussion, but it doesn't really have any message that I can point to and be like, yeah, maybe the Esau stuff has some message, but the Dina stuff has none. And that really shaped how I felt about this particular parsha.
0: Josh, what about you? Um, I actually think I, I would keep it only because I think it's so horrible that I think there's there's no possible reason or no possible way to read this without then coming away with a slightly more complicated understanding of how we're supposed to look at the actions of these people and the actions of the God that they stand for. And that backs them up. Like it just seems so blatantly, I don't know. It just seems so like, so ass backwards the whole time that seeing that God essentially covered for them after doing all this, I'm just like, wow. You know, it's like not that the previous portions really gave us, you know anything different but i don't know this is just like such a striking example of how you ought to take a critical look at what all these people are doing and what the god represented here is doing and you know you might not like what you see and i think that's valuable it's fucking sucked though it was like you know <laughs> 50.1 50, 50. keep 49.9 percent trash bin of history i think you know in the last two episodes, maybe
1: there's a couple of listeners who were thinking like, "Have these guys gone like full yeshiva boy now that like <laughs> they've had a little talk with someone who's a little older than them, and now that they understand that like it's not just about the absolute words?" And I'm here to tell you, fucking no. <laughs> this is such a fucking hot piece of garbage. Like, I I hear what you're saying, Josh, 100. percent But like, I think the i the idea. The idea that, like, yeah, you can kind of see like a lot and how arbitrary like this God is, and all this kind of deal, is like, yes, that's true. It's also totally visible in other stuff that we have decided to keep, and we also decided to right. fucking can Abraham's. There are other versions of be this story
0: than this fucking thing.
1: This is this is like a, 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 a the biblical version of just of of like torture porn. Of, like, you know, movies where, like, basically it's just reveling in the suffering of someone under the guise of being, like, maybe horror or edgy and whatever. And it's like, this isn't smart. You're just getting a kick out of fucking watching someone else suffer, and you're being comforted by the fact that it's not real. Right. It's
2: it's repla- it's, it's replacing plot with just bad things happening to people and people yeah. doing bad things. Yeah,
0: right. Right. Or it's using, like, the gravity of suffering to replace the gravity of, like, saying something Real,
1: yeah. So I would say 100%. Throw it into the fucking trash can, and then one solid hit for the person who put it in the writing room and said this has to be in there. We'll just
0: add a little bit. Oh, of that onto
2: answer. our onto our watch your back list. Onto
0: our fucking watch list. I was gonna say they're on the watch list for sure. They're on the no yeah. fly list. I'm I'm happy we have the watch list,
1: and it seems like I'm in control of it too, yeah. which makes me happier. Oh yeah,
2: I mean you'd. Uh, yeah, you can hold on to it for now. If I need to other notable members,
0: Xavier Hayes. I'm just gonna say it.
1: He's why is he on the watch? He's list? on the
2: he's on the watch this space <laughs> list. He's on the <laughs>
0: he's, he's watching the, space every day. Doing big things. Yeah, yeah,
2: he's on the like the like watch list in terms of like 2020 comics to watch out for. But it's like 2020 <laughs> alien <laughs> god people to watch out for.
1: And then I'll also just reiterate my opinion yeah. that. Uh, 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 being a rapist is worse than being a killer. There's a reason that you might have to kill someone. There's never a reason that you'll ever have to rape someone. And uh, our justice system should treat uh, those people as such. And they don't. Um, Damn. Yeah? Yeah. That's actually a position I'll probably never change. That's a... I mean, now that you mention it,
2: I'd I say I hold the same position. Yeah, it's... You, you phrased it.
1: Yeah, you... It's not good to kill people. It will never be a good thing to, to to kill people. But you can be forced into that situation, and we have whole fucking law structures built around that fact.
2: Yep. All right. Now, who wants to say that's all, folks? Like the pig.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, Josh, actually, you have to give us a prayer.
0: No, not a prayer, a blessing. Oh my God! Do I really? Yeah. Uh, just uh, do a little gonna, one. Uh, just, just, just a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't have to be long. You just. Close us out, baby. You know what? Uh, bless all the people who, uh, you know, are fucking consigned to the margins because they got way more to say, and stories always leave them out. Fucking
1: solid. Amen. That's the most. That's the most earnest one so far, I think. And I a wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, I think that's appropriate
2: for this chapter. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening, everybody.
1: Yeah. What a bit of dog shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>